Anything to shake this but I'm in But, but, but things got me drinking Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the KC Soccer Journal. Cody, Thad, Robert, and David are here. This episode is brought to you by MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Want to watch teams, MLS teams, who have their stuff together? You can! League's Cup is in action right now. MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Because your team sucks. So welcome, gentlemen. Glad to have a, uh, another sponsor again. It feels good. Big sponsor this time. A lot going on in the League's Cup. We're really reeling them in now. Uh, we're going to start off, though, with Alan Polito. Rumors. I, I'm still leaving it at a rumor. I guess we can go reportedly. Alan Polito is reportedly set to return to Sporting KC at twice the salary, $4.4 million uh, on the 2.2 he is making this year. That is David's child making an appearance on the podcast already. You don't know that it would have shown up. You don't know that the people what? would have heard it. That was as loud as I was in my ear. I'm I sorry. could hear it. It shows up, man. That was I got loud. old ears. Like I Good can point, hear it. Good point. Rob- Edit it out then. <laughs> no, I don't do, I'm not doing that. Robert's mic has got feedback. David's got a screaming kid in the background. Thad likes electricity. Thad's uh, held us up here because his electricity was out earlier today. Glad to have you I did you not back, hold Thad. us up. You guys weren't ready anyway by the time I had electricity. So. You don't need to get Yeah, defensive. you didn't send a link. <laughs> Cody likes blaming me for sh- stuff. <laughs> yeah, you see, you can't... I edited myself in the in the ad read, so you can't say that word either. Alan Polito. <clears throat> Alan Polito. Thad, what do you think of this? Is it actually happening? You're our... You're our man with that talks to all the people in the club. You you know everyone. You talk to everyone. What have you heard? They don't give me that info, <laughs> man. But I find it completely hilarious that a couple of weeks ago I had people absolutely guaranteeing me he was gone. People yeah. with in his Spanish-speaking networks telling me, yeah, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. He's signed. I'm like, yeah, but I don't believe it yet. So anyway. I well, think he's back. Do we believe this this report? I don't know about the dollars, but I think he's. I think there's a, a better chance that he stays than he goes at this point. Believe the original report uh, from Twitter. I've seen it written on several websites like Football Transfers, but I believe the original report came from a Telemundo guy when I clicked on his on his profile. So. There, it, it seemed like when I looked at his profile, it gave enough weight that uh, maybe there is something to it. And Thad, on the note of um, that it did, everyone we were talking to seemingly was acting like he was leaving. I, we're at this, at this time in journalism, sports journalism, where it's just like those journalists were talking to their contacts at those clubs that were pursuing him. And so those teams would have felt very good about it. They were adamant on doing it, telling telling people, the journalists that they speak to, oh, we're going to get him. Like, we're very confident in this happening. And so that's like how that, translate, how that translates. And that same thing happened with Lionel Messi this summer. Uh, Fabrizio Romano was, was confident and even going after other people who were disagreeing with him. And that's just because he was talking to people at PSG. Yes, he has wonderful... Uh, wonderful sources and connections, but they're just with people with PSG who were saying that we're sure we're going to get him, and that's just not how it always works. So we're in a we're in a weird state right now. 
I don't trust a lot of sources out of Mexico myself, so. Yeah, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't either. But the, the one source told me that was telling me was actually from Kansas City, but Spanish speaking media. Okay. So you do kind of believe this report? You think he's coming back? Again, I, I, I said I think it was a better chance that he stays here than he goes at this point. David is racking, but I'm not going with like 90-10. So David is racking up the fines by the second here. <laughs> it's the only reason we're leaving him over there, just like with his mic open, just so we can keep building up the uh, the uh, fund. Is that is that your defense that like when you hear that in your home, you think that we can't hear it? You're just doing this podcast <laughs> literally in the same room as an infant. He just turned his camera to show an infant crawling around on the ground right now. What is this? Where's the level of professionalism, no, David? The doors were closed, and my wife, whom I love very much and is amazing, uh, has just let the inmate. The, all three of the kids are in here now. I'm just gonna go on mute. This is awful. This is why. Take all my money. This Take is, all my money. I'll Venmo the fine jar. <laughs> let her know that she's like robbing from their college fund right now. This is why David in the chat was born because he was defending against things like this so they wouldn't happen. And now he literally put his name in, in the chat here, David IRL, and he definitely should have just been David in the chat. <laughs> this is what happens when you just pick up a fan, a listener of the show. We just let a listener of the show come on and this is what happens. Robert, how are you feeling about the report for Alan Polito's return? Well, you know, Cody, you have a lot of thoughts, I'll tell you that. But uh, regarding the ad read, do we get uh, each one of us a portion of the uh, Apple TV money? Is that how that works? I wanted to make sure on that. Uh, that's an off-air discussion, how we how we divvy up the ad <laughs> revenue. <laughs> and it's, also, hey, it's David, really flowing I, I know in. you're there, but you're muted right now, it looks like. But uh, maybe a career change, you know, in regards to this Pleto signing. Maybe I become a lawyer for you know, aging MLS players who get injured because they work too hard. And, you know, Ooh. I don't know if that's a thing. I, I need a slogan help if I'm going to do that, David. Can you he's, help me out with that? He's already teasing his his thoughts on this. How about, so you have a lot of thoughts. How about a top five reactions? Do you have, <laughs> do you have, do you have five reactions you can give us? Oh, I can come up with five reactions. Yeah, that's not a problem. And, you know, you guys, you know, kind of edited yourself earlier, but uh, my first reaction, I'm not going to edit myself. So uh, hold your ears if you're sensitive, but uh, it's not my money. Why the fuck do I care? <laughs> That's my first reaction. See, now I got to put the marker on the episode because you, you did that. <laughs> I don't know that that F word was worth it. Would, if we're going to do it, we really need to hit it hard, I think. I, think, I don't think that one was worth it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you got to fucking hit it harder. Damn it. Damn it, Thad. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, you're, you're interrupting my momentum here, guys. Come on. <laughs> Okay, Robert's, All right. Robert's top All right, five. I got a second reaction. one. Maybe this one's better. Wait, I don't know. you've already done but one? You've already given one of your top five? That was my first one, yes, sir. Okay, hold on. That Is that five or one? That was number five, I guess. That's first one. We're going to reverse order here. You got to give me room for the, for the audio. Okay, number four. All right, are you ready for number four, Cody? Yes. All right, okay. So a young, dynamic attacker with a large sell-on potential. Boy, is my family getting tired of seeing that on my holiday wish list. <laughs> so you're you're hammering home the point about him being old at the moment, right? Uh, that is is part of it. Yeah, this is a negative. I mean, you know, it's a negative factor. 
come on. It's a we'll negative list of top fives. I see. I see. Okay, number three. All right. Okay, a possible number three. Okay. All right. So a headbutt, pulling <laughs> victory, helping pull victory, um, you know, out and uh, leading to defeat, and um, you know, a two-game suspension that gets me four point four million. I guess all I need is a target now. Number two. Bad would be my target. Can I headbutt? If I can see you later, yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, but see, it was the headbutt was so unique, right? It was a diving headbutt. Not many can do it. That's why you can sign up for classes on on last week's sponsor. Okay, number two. All right, number two, I guess. Uh, More years of debating the usefulness of an aging player plus the wisdom of building around these such players. Ought to be enough to keep a KC Soccer Journal and the Shades of Blue lively, right? A lot of the aging. He's, it's really all about <laughs> aging. I think he doesn't like how old Alan Polito is. And, and my last one is really something that uh, I really honestly feel. Yeah, that'll fix the defense. There you go. That's my five. Okay, so we're a negative reaction to this so far. David, are you able to speak now? Is your room clear? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Just in the whole like, $50 uh, so far. I, I, I don't even know. I Just just boot me. Just kick me off. Uh, you know, Polito's very good when he's healthy and available. Uh, and once you're over the DP threshold, whether it's $4 million a year, $2 million a year, I mean, who cares? Yeah, I, I I feel you on that one. We've talked about that a lot, you know, just this discussion on the show. And I'm still at where we were the last time we had this talk was I'm just weighing the alternative of having to pay a transfer fee, most likely, having to pay in the ballpark of the same amount of money, the chance they don't find someone, and the chance that they do find someone and they're – not as a prolific of a goal scorer in MLS as Alan Polito has shown to be, and that also that person could get hurt too. Yes, I know uh, everything Robert said is true. Aging was in- was that a five list? <laughs> Did I say five? I don't know. <laughs> it may have been. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all all of that's true. Ta-da. He's aging. He's he's injury prone. But it's just. He is here. He is a guy that we know can score goals, and you don't have to pay another transfer fee to do it. It's just a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, if that's if I got the saying right. And I think that's kind of their thinking here. We know this guy can score goals. Uh, the thought of finding – see, and that's another part of this we don't know. Maybe they do have these people that they're looking at right now no one even comes close, and if they don't do this, then these are their options, and they know that these guys aren't as good of goal scorers. So, you know what? I'm here. I, I've complained a lot about Polito. I once said he ruined my club <laughs> on this show. <laughs> but uh, he, he could score goals if he's healthy, and if he does end up being healthy and doesn't have a, another year-long injury, then he's going to score some goals, and this will probably end up being good business. But it is a risk on if he will get hurt or not. Well, it's a typical sporting move. It's a win-now move, and that's what they want to do, win-now. So there you go. Yeah, and you You might not win later if you sign another guy and it doesn't work out, you know? 
Well, but Cody, like your justification for it is exactly why we don't make a lot of substitutions. It's exactly why the club doesn't like keeps bringing back guys like, you know, Yuri, and then it doesn't work out. And then we're all surprised that like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the guy, you know, doesn't work out. Look at, look at the transfer news across the league. There is a ton of movement all across the league for players that didn't previously play in the league, but somehow come in and make moves and do well. Denny Buanga for uh, LAFC, mm-hmm. Gabon International playing in what division? Like, what league was he in? He comes here and he was tearing things up. You know, so the idea that, like, yeah, Polito's here and we know him, and because we might miss on a transfer means that we shouldn't make transfers or shouldn't take big swings, I I don't know. I, I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know that I do either, but I do <laughs> think that that's the the logic that the team was using here. Well, right. And then the question is, is that good logic? And it, look, the benefit of this is if it's true, it's a two-year deal, which is not a long-term like term thing yeah. with um, with Polito. And that's fine. It's not like giving Fontes like a decade-long contract like we did. Um, well, you brought up Uri. And I don't think that is a fair uh, comparison with what's going on with Polito here. Uri was a was a risk. That was a we're going back to what we know or what feels comfortable because we've done him before. But he wasn't. I don't think he was playing that good before he came over here for Orlando. I don't. He wasn't even like starting for Orlando at the time, was he? And and we and Polito can score goals. We see it. He does it on a regular basis. And I think this one is less he's, of he's a... He's done it this month. Yes. <laughs> you score goals. <laughs> and, sure. And no, I think it, it's, it's less the of idea question. of being comfortable with somebody. Yeah. So that's why you either re-sign them or keep them. Rather yeah. than the idea of like making things uncomfortable by signing a player who there's a variable to. that Putting faith in your scouting that you know how to pick the right guys and that you can integrate them into your system. And so it's why we... Get, we reacquired Namath. It's why we reacquired Yuri. It's why we, at one point, reacquired. Oh, who was the Brazilian right back? Um, okay, but these are guys that Igor were, Julial. Yes, these are guys we brought back that were not on the team the year before. Right, but it's the same general logic, right? It's the same reason that we continue to resign Zusi. The same reason we continue to resign Roger. Peter wants to win now, and he's comfortable with a certain player right he he knows them so that's fine and he'd rather re-sign a player he knows where he knows exactly what he'll get out of Polito versus taking a risk and you see the rest of the league doesn't seem to have that same problem I think that's an unfair comparison when you're comparing him to Yuri because Yuri wasn't brought in to be the sixth Yuri was brought in to be a backup general utility guy Jose Mauri was brought in to be the sixth oh, who then immensely sucked so when you're talking about sporting not being able to bring in players, there's a lot more fairness if you look at it in that regard, not not Yuri or not Namath. I mean, some of those guys came back just because, yeah, you're right, because Peter knew him and they knew what he could get out of him, hopefully. Yuri wasn't meant to be the, the starting six. Maori was. It's re-signing Fontes. It's, That's it's, a better comparison except, again, Fontes... You can say he's not a great center back, but he wasn't. He's not supposed to be. He's not the only center back, right? You're even for Polito. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Argue. <laughs> or should we let no, my kid? My kid. Talk. My kid just came back in the room. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good excuse not to be able to argue. And I, I, that's valid. Yeah. Absolutely. You use no, that. I'll go in. Okay. Law? Here, I'm. I don't care what the fine is. Hi, honey. <laughs> I don't care what the fine is. I'll pay it. You can't say, yeah, this center back isn't very good, but we're going to forgive it because there's another center back too. That's not how it works. There's at least two of them on the pitch. Fontis is adequate. He's not great. Resigning him to a lengthy deal was a mistake. And it just shows the club, instead of going out and taking a risk and acquiring somebody with much higher upside, they Jose sat. Maury. It's a risk. All transfers are a risk. But if your club has ambition and wants to win, you don't play it safe with a guy that you know will be like a six and a half out of ten rather than a guy who might actually be able to win you games. I guess the, I think for me the question would come down to if David is a guy who doesn't believe that this team is good at signing new players, why you would want to take a risk and go spend another $10 million on trying to sign another player. I don't know that we're not good at signing new players. There have been plenty of guys that we've signed that have... I mean, like, we signed Johnny Russell. He knocked it out of the park. Rodoya, if healthy, is a very good six. Um, Polito, if healthy, is a very good nine. Right. Polito, if healthy, is a very good nine. Thank you. Gotti. Gotti, great. Right. So (laughs) not every transfer will hit. My point is... Tommy. The idea of signing a guy just because you're comfortable with him when you know and are afraid of the transfer market is misguided in conclusion jose maury ruined everything (laughs) so i mean a lot of people are upset for for two main reasons we didn't make the playoffs last year we are not probably going to make the playoffs this year Ah. and other teams are building their teams in different ways we've also had the same tactics for years so people at this point are just fed up and this just reeks more of the same yeah, I, I would say that is all correct. I have no, I have no pushback on that. But also, <laughs> yeah, man, Polito scores goals. Pulagol, come on, man, he scores goals. I don't know. I'm just saying it. How long? How many times? Whenever Polito goes a, a month straight of playing, where we're like, man, it is great to have like that guy on the field that scores goals. We never have this guy. Man, he's good at this game. <laughs> I mean, this is. I'm not upset by it. Two years is not a long time, but we're not going to be carrying a contract into his, right. you know, AARP years. And he can score goals. And once again, once you're over the DP threshold, whether it's 2 million or 20 million, who cares? You know, he hits the, the salary cap the same way. If he stays. And you're right that I, it, he hits a salary. Sorry, Cody. You're right that he hits a salary cap the same way. And uh, for the most part, I don't care. I would care if they were spending 20 million a year on him because then it's completely foolish on the owner's part to put take the money out of their own pockets in that regard. And they will potentially get tired of just throwing money out, you know, stupid money out there. If they're spending a hundred million on him, that's completely asinine, right? It's it's so four million maybe overspending, but it's securing him from going if again, if this is all true, which I got a feeling it probably is but that would be securing him from going away while he's still a productive person on the team. And they're not signing him for 10 years, that five years, four years. So I think it's, it's worthwhile. Well, the other thing is, is I think people are afraid that people, you know, in charge for me, et cetera, think that this is the fix. Okay. We've signed Polito. We're good now. 
No, you need to fix your center backs. Okay, you need to make this team younger. You need to get a six who's going to be healthy and is going to play all the time. So I think that's another reason. Has has the team indicated that in any way that like, okay, the team's fixed now? No, but that's what people are afraid they're thinking. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I, I would think the situation is more, holy shit, if we let him go, then this is going to be like a massive disaster. We're going to need to get somebody on the back line, somebody on the front line, somebody in the middle. Yeah. It, it would be another hole to fix. And, and so, yeah, I, I think I don't think that the team sees this as fixing the situation. Um, I think it Hopefully is pretty not. clear that that uh, they need to do a lot with the back line still, and maybe even maybe even goalkeeper at this point because I still don't know how how much they're trusting Pulse Camp, but it does. I'm I'm still on the Pulse Camp bandwagon. I think. Um, but Peter did keep mentioning that Melia was close to being back. So, thirty-seven-year-old Melia. I'm just repeating that because I saw the number recently, and it is just shocking. I like I know we know how old he is, but then when you see the number next to his name, it's like, oh my god, he is actually that old. All right, let's move along here to the League's Cup. League's Cup has been a success. As much as that is strange to say, there's been an an amazing response from fans. People just tweeting out, man, this is fun. I love the League's Cup. Just like things like that I would have thought were AI generated, that that they had bots like tweeting out good things to for good PR. But no, that's there's uh it's undeniably fun and the messy effect is is uh uh oh, David's already shaking his head. The Brazilian doesn't like Messi. What what's wrong with this, David? Oh, can he talk? Is no, keep 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 going. Just keep keep living your life. I'm still deciding on if I do like the League's Cup, but I just wanted to talk about because we we spent a lot of time hating on it, and it has been a good tournament so far, and arguably the semifinals here that are coming up on Tuesday might even take it to another take it to another level. Three MLS teams. Go ahead, Thad. I think I was one of the few people that was being positive about it before it started. I think you were. I think you were. I'll give you that. Thank you. Thank you. Is that it? Did you have any follow? You just wanted to jump in there with that and make sure everyone. No, yeah, I just wanted to claim a little bit in there. And oh, I did. I did want to add on to the great fan reaction, especially from Club America fans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the success of the tournament is obviously built from just the inherent rivalry between these two between the two leagues as I, I a lot of fans from both leagues kind of rolled their eyes at it but at the same time like you really want to beat the Mexican teams and they really want to beat the MLS teams and you can see it on the field and the fans can't deny it and if your team is still in this tournament unlike ours then uh, it, this is a, a, a very fun trophy to go for. And as much as the uh, Mexican fans and management and even the league is complaining about it, you know they're caring about the fact that they're not doing as good as they thought they would. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and here's my fear, guys. Monterey is just going to win the damn thing, aren't they, and piss us all off. Yes, they are. <laughs> at one point it looked God like damn it. At one point it looked like there might not even be a Mexican team in the – in the semifinals and it's 3v1 and you just know they're going to win it 
Yeah, LAFC blew a 2 nothing lead to Monterey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, LA is just not that good. They are having some Champions League hangover and are unloading a lot of pieces. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. What they should have done is taken Ilya out of the midfield and put somebody in there who's going to be a ball winner and and stop Monterey's attacks. But that's just my take. Ilya is too slow for those Mexican forwards. At that point in the game, I, that's what I feel LAFC needed to do. Say about the 65th minute. So yeah. my question about all this League's Cup is gaining steam. People seem to like it. But there were also reports, now that Messi has come to MLS, that Comnable is wanting to get CONCACAF teams into the Copa Libertadores, which that would replace the League's Cup, right? Like, I, the League's Cup is cool. I'm not denying that anymore. I do want to – I like MLS versus Liga Mekis. That's fun. But if it's also MLS versus – you know, Argentina, Mexico, and Brazil, then like, hell yeah, we'd all prefer that, right? Wouldn't, well, one, no. And two, wouldn't it replace <laughs> the Champions League? Because the Copa Libertadores is the Champions League of South America. So I don't oh. know that it would replace the League's Cup. It would replace yeah, I guess so. CONCACAF Champions League. But what a what an awful idea. I mean, my God, one, the travel would be atrocious. But two, can you imagine watching like, Cincinnati's leading the league, right? They're going to win the shield. Cincinnati versus like some of the Brazilian teams, they're going to get murdered. Cincinnati versus River Plate. <laughs> yeah, like like in the Bombonera, like Cincinnati versus yeah. like Boca Juniors, they get run off the field. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, for the first few years, but then it'll it'll make our teams better, right? No. <laughs> Still get smoked in the Champions League by the Mexican teams, okay, but or you, worse than all the Brazilian and Argentinian teams. You, as a Sporting Kansas City fan, wouldn't you love to go get smoked in La Bombonera? No, <laughs> no. I would. I would. Why would I want to watch us go get crushed? That's, I want to go by see a bunch it. of Argentinian like <laughs> youth internationals. That would be fucking terrible. <laughs> Oh, I want to just want to go see that stadium. They say it breathes. Then go. It moves, so and I want to go I, see you, it. You should go during the Boca River Plate derby and wear oh. opposing team's colors and yeah, just that see like what it's idea. like. That sounds like a good idea. You and Kevin can go. <laughs> and, and wouldn't that destroy any young Argentine from wanting to come to MLS? I mean, right now they think, okay, more publicity. But then if they kick MLS team's ass, then why would they want to move to MLS? <laughs> Well, maybe they won't get their asses kicked. It may not be as bad as you think. Because I remember people saying that, hey, Chivas is going to kick Sporting's ass. I think uh -huh. I remember somebody on this podcast saying that, that they were going to do that. Jeez, Robert, what a terrible take. <laughs> but then but then Chivas sucked. We sucked. <laughs> and a whole lot of uh, Liga MX teams are not winning right now. So, yeah, if Monterey wins it all, cool. Kudos to them, fair play. But a lot of Mexican teams are not, and it's it's a little bit unfair in the competition. But it's been a little unfair in Champions League for MLS teams because of the timing of the when that competition takes place. A lot of it just will always right. play into the timing, the travel, you know, which league is in mid-season form, etc. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily hate them playing in Copa Libertadores, but I would maybe say only like the top four teams do it, and then see how that goes. 
this was also just from a journalist in Argentina who it, he didn't even the report the report wasn't even him saying that this is going to happen it was like he was someone incommunable said that they they are open to it or something like that so it was just something small that is probably not happening but uh, an interesting so, conversation, and you just know that that guy in Argentina is looking for anything he can to get the conversation started to get Messi to come play in Argentina. <laughs> so just for, just for context, before 538 stopped doing all of their sports stuff, the global club rankings, uh, the oh Palmares, which is a Brazilian team, was 53rd. Uh, wow. Flamengo was 67th. Atletico Mineral was 72 Monterey was 81, oh, wow. and it's going to take me a while to scroll. Uh, T. Grayson, Club America, top 100, and it's going to be a minute before I can find an MLS club. Monterey at 81, that's uh, that's pretty high. The, the highest rated MLS team in, in per these rankings was Philadelphia at 146. <laughs> Philadelphia, so, the best of us. I don't, I do not think that MLS would would fare well. Hey, but I do think Nashville has a shot at knocking off Monterey. I mean, Nashville's been on fire, and they've got a stout enough defense to do it, I think. They could. And they're not having to travel like Monterey. I mean, that's right. the disadvantage Monterey is having right now is they're bouncing around, and I think future versions of this tournament will have to include having at least some Mexican teams either play in Mexico or have a home stadium so they don't have to travel if they're a better top-seeded team kind of thing. Oh, they'll make sure of it, yeah. Yeah, that's um, interesting, giving them a home stadium here. I never yeah, I mean, considered that. You know, maybe maybe a sporting would share a, a home stadium with a team or something mm -hmm. like that so they wouldn't have to travel, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. at least as much. Um I don't know, man. It, and what's the? Isn't there another South American club competition that's not champ? Their Champions League, or is that the Champions League? The Copa Sudamerica, which is like the South American Europa League. Oh, so maybe that one would be a good one to get teams into. I don't know. I, I don't follow them close enough. I just watch games and have fun with them. But a lot of those rating systems are not as accurate as we would want them to be because if the teams don't play each other then the only thing you're rating off of yeah. is individual players and if they're on national teams you know what i mean yeah you know the the hard part would be the brutal part would be the travel you know imagine like nyc fc having to fly into paraguay midweek for a match yeah. you know it would be brutal it, it would have to also be a situation where they take a time off like they did for this tournament. And so if teams have to travel, it's not involving it during their league play. So you're not having a, a Saturday league game, a Wednesday tournament game, and a Saturday league game in three two different continents or three different countries. It's... Okay. We can start wrapping things up here to the final segment. David... The transfer window is closed. Sporting KC didn't do anything. The rest of the league picked is up, doing things. Picked up Felipe. Gutierrez. Okay, okay yes, I forgot about that. David. One of the top five players that they will count on for the rest of the season. Says something. 
Hey, he's looked pretty good when he's been out there. Not yeah. 90 minutes yeah. fit by any means. Sure. He's looked sure, sure, pretty sure. solid. So, And I love Felipe. Second best player I've ever seen wear the shirt. But, you know, how old's Felipe? You did, they didn't pick him up to be a long-term youth signing. I mean, they picked him up to and try to goes, help win out the season. Which, I, again, that goes back to our argument that win now, win short-term versus long-term. You also don't always agree with it. it. David, you so, also forgot about Goody because you were listing off all these players that they bring back and you didn't mention him. You're right. I did. Idiot. I forgot completely. What about. Idiot. I, he doesn't want to list anybody who would go against his argument being valid. That's why no. he's always going with Yuri. No, not always, always going with Yuri. Every single time we've all one time we've had this conversation. <laughs> I went with Yuri. Oh, this is not only one time. Um, no, the other teams around the league, there was a lot of movement. You know, Columbus sold Lucas Zellerion. They brought in Diego Rossi. Um, Atlanta brought in a DP. The Galaxy are somehow finding ways around their transfer ban and have brought in some players. Um it's just interesting to see movement throughout the rest of the league. I actually have kind of a theory um, and would like to probably put more thought into it and write a piece on it. But here, you know, I bet I can the, sum it up for you very quickly. We sucked. <laughs> so I, I have a theory, though. You know, it's tough to get a lot of. Uh-oh. And so I'm wondering if there's something, you know, we talk about like the inefficiency of. Uh, or like the like finding market inefficiencies and ways to kind of win and like out scout you know Vermees for so long was so much better at drafting people or you know for this club if we don't want to pay out massive transfer fees and salaries like some of these other clubs will like how can we get ahead and I'm wondering if Sporting would be better off using the summer window as the primary window and going into the season kind of you know, using the winter window to just touch up the team like like a like teams around the world do and add small pieces here and there and using the summer window when the European teams and the South American teams are doing their full roster rebuilds to potentially get better players for less money. Um, but this is kind of something I've just been batting around over the last like week or so, and I don't know that I've really sat down and gotten too deep into it. Apologies to our listeners there. We had a little audio issue, but uh, Thad, what do you think of that? I think it's a really good discussion to have. Uh, Sporting is traditionally when they brought in players in the summer window have not gotten them in as fast as fans would hope, but that's, they often are more productive this, the next year after they've come in. That's, there's obviously some key players that that's not true for uh, Tommy and Agata last year. They were, pretty effective really quick but i know like mike has done an article about players coming in in the summer window and how they have been more effective the next year but i think it would be worthwhile looking to because it's more of a planning thing at that point you bring a player in and maybe they aren't hitting the ground running for sporting but then they're a key piece the next year i like the idea that david has simply because you know after a few months where your team's at and what your weaknesses are, what you need at that point. Um, so I like it from that perspective. There, there is a lot of work to do on the roster though, in the, in the contracts. Yeah. I think we all agree on that one. Yeah. We need to like, we need a big clear out. Like there's a lot of player movement that needs to happen, which I bet we'll discuss on a future pod. 
Yeah, we're trying to wait as long as we can to do the off-season podcast. <laughs> Which is why I did want to just start going yeah. into it. I was trying to be good. <laughs> All right, what else are we missing from uh, the soccering world right now? The uh, women's the prem started back up. Aha, uh-huh. yes, it did. And how'd your team do today, David? We drew away. I it was a not bad result. Against who was that again? We played Brentford. Ah, the powerhouse of Brentford. You know, sometimes you just you gotta get happy to go to Brentford and survive with a point. You know, they is that the lost me. Brentford is that a tool company? <laughs> I think they're a soccer. Not company. one I'm familiar with, but uh, they only lost twice last year at home. Their tactics and coach, their manager are all bedded in. They're a nice team. They finished top half of the Prem last year. I love watching. Were they above Tottenham last year? No, they were one behind. We finished. By, eight, they finished by how many points? I'd have to look. One. One, one point. Okay, there you go. See, it's not a bad result then. See, I don't ask questions I don't know. I love watching I a Tottenham fan talk themselves into it. Uh, we haven't my talked side drew with Chelsea, so that's my part. When does Man City play tomorrow? They they kicked everything off on Friday with a three to nothing win. Holland scored. Oliver. Holland scored like uh, three minutes into the match for the first goal of the season. It was nice. Who'd they play? They beat. I can't even remember. Burnley. You beat the Burnley. powerhouse That's Burnley. Right. That's right. That's right. We're going to get relegated Burnley. One of my favorite team names to say, and I forgot it. But they actually won that game, David. So yeah, you can't really talk trash against beating a lower team when you didn't. You know, hey, you got to don't be too mean to the Tottenham fan. They are what they are. You got to let them be happy. That's right. (laughs) Our owner is only a billionaire who's been indicted rather than an unethical oil country. (laughs) Hey, I'm not supporting the Man City thing. I'm just giving both of you crap, quite honestly. I I don't care. I support Erling Holland. We haven't talked any women's football uh, the World Cup's over, though, right? They stopped playing once the U.S. got eliminated. That's right. <laughs> Everybody packed up and went home. Some but, did. <laughs> yeah, all but a, all but a few did. I got, I caught some of the Spain Netherlands game. It was good to see the Netherlands get knocked out. Yeah, Vanderdonk. Yes. Or whatever her name was. Yes. Uh, it will be very interesting to see what the U.S. does in the near future, and if who they look to bring in coaching wise yeah if they do How long? i assume they will but i mean people thought that there was no way burhalter would come back too so i don't imagine they would wait that long before uh going a different direction if that's what they're going to do right how long did they take to hire burhalter the first time how long did they take to hire burhalter the second time Oh, they can't wait very long. That's not U.S. soccer style. Not at all. Isn't it like... Aren't there different it might be improperly people? snarky here. Aren't there, aren't there different people working for these two different teams, though? Like, is, the, is U.S. women's soccer that chaotic <laughs> as the men's side? It's all under the I same know. president. I know. Uh, they have different general managers. Kate Markgraf is the general manager on the women's side. And who did just bring in on the men's side? Um, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. It's okay. It's very important. 
Well, he hired Burhalter right away, so you know. Bring back Sunil. Oh, no, 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 God no! <laughs> no. Um, Everyone likes Sunil just because he looks just so friendly, like just small, friendly, happy guy. Like, how could anyone? How could he be evil? <laughs> how could he be doing all these uh, anything wrong? Like, look at him. He, <laughs> he was a FIFA creature. Yes. No, he wasn't terribly a terribly bad guy, but there was on the on this on the standard of things. of FIFA executives, he was on the lighter side, I think. Yeah. But still, that's. <laughs> Skinniest kid at fat camp kind of thing. Man. He was on the lighter side because he only weighed like 97 pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was nice the one time I said hi to him. So, Yeah, I sat next to him at the MLS draft uh, in St. Louis because it was the only seat left. I was like, oh, damn it. Okay, we got some look at me Louis <laughs> here. Look at these guys. Ooh, big important guys. Met Sunil, huh? <laughs> what value was All added right. to the show other than you just being like, yeah, I met him. No big deal. Hey, Cody, it adds credibility. Who you, Cody, who did you sit next to in the press box during the two Luca game that you caused us to lose? Um, oh, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, it's not quite the name drop. Jimmy in the empty seat. No disrespect to Jimmy, but it's not quite like sitting next to Sunil. <laughs> Sam McDowell's empty seat next to me and a intern from the stars who I sat next to. That's who the star sends these days. They didn't even bother to send an intern the next day. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I know who wrote for the star this next day. Did you have a follow up to that? I thought that. you were going to ask who. Who? That Bell. That Bell. Cody don't care. <laughs> Speaking of the next day, the current is uh, in the Challenge Cup. Second seed hosting North Carolina. That's what day? Monday? No, that's the ways off, man. Like next month. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they've taken a break. September something. Back to league. Do you you remember when I said they would be the second seed? And then you had like a whole thing about how maybe they wouldn't be. And I was right. Everybody's just wanting everyone to know that they're right in this episode. A lot of look (laughs) at me, Louis, around here. Statistically, I agreed with you that they probably would be. I was just making, you were making a statement that they would be based upon just what feeling. There's still mathematical probabilities. It was a hypothesis. But you can't state that you will be something when it's not a proven thing. And yet I did. You can when you're trying to make content because it wasn't a fact. That's literally how everyone does TV and shows: is they say things before they're fact. Yeah, I'm doing this for the content for Cody. And for yeah, our listeners, clicky. not for me. That's right. For the for the listeners. Our loyal listeners. But anyway, the current are back to playing on the eighteenth, and they they will have Dabinia back and they may have a couple of their new signings, Lauren and Stina Balasager. So we'll see. Okay. We got a couple more weeks off for sporting. Day is that twenty sixth, I think they come back? against San Jose. And, and there will be a whole bunch of uh, former sporting players from 2013 there, pe- some that people won't even know were sporting players then. Ooh. What do you mean? Why? Because they're old? It's a reunion. Because no. they like, were players that never played. Oh, like how obscure? Oh, well. Like Josh Gardner? <laughs> More. Connor Hallisey. No, More. He, the, he got drafted <laughs> in 2015. Um, Brandon Ruiz. Oh, wow. 
nothing against the guy. He was a pretty decent player, just didn't couple, but he was on the roster. He was in the here. list of players that were being invited back for it, so I assume he was on the roster that day. Eric Kronberg. Kronberg. That's Kronik. a hell of a name. Peterson Joseph. And a hell of a four. Oh my god. I forgot entirely about Peterson Joseph. Oh man. Federico Bassone. Where are you getting these names? This is From who was on the 2013 team, but never played. Oh, Meshach oh. Jerome. Oh, wow. Remember that? No, he. Oh, Peterson Joseph was a good player, man. I think yeah. he ended up with heart trouble and yeah. career cut they, short. He couldn't play anymore for sporting, but he may have went someplace else and played. David, give us one more just good name from this list before we get out of here. It's not a good name, but it's somebody who you will not know. Kyle Miller. I know who that is. He's a Kansas City kid. No, I know you will, Thad. He scored a big goal. He scored a big goal in a friendly. That was the most boring name you could have gotten off of that list. I know. You should have saved some of those. You should have saved Meshack Jerome for that. <laughs> is, uh, will Suni Saad be back? Suni Saad, there we go. We got a good name to end it. Suni Saad. Sporting! Has just been sent off. Some part of strong evolved on soft life, but Fontaine's got me drinking. My foot, Fontaine's got me drinking. My foot, Fontaine's got me drinking. Give me real whiskey, winter gin, anything to shake this. Food.